When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Well, right now, the show is Judd. Oh, Mackie just came back oh, in. Just in We've time. lost Rami. I looked at the break. I was going to take a jaunt down the hallway, and I saw, Sorry. oh, there's only 30 seconds left. I shouldn't be gone long. Manny Hill's here because Phil Mackie, of course. Jonathan could have handled it. Oh, exactly. Time to write that down. It's an accountability so? session, right? I feel like Especially I feel like the year we're having. We could have just held everybody else accountable except me and you, Jonathan. Yeah, so. I'm okay with that. Rami is is forfeiting points as we speak. There Apparently. has to be there has to be some type of penalty for the fact he's not back in studio for the start of the cycle. Oh, there should we should have a penalty. It should be like a you, re, it's an incorrect you, answer. I don't think I've seen this before. Too, there he is. No, I'm but oh, but I but I made it back before uh write this down. the write that down sounder sounder. Yeah, so. well, could you sound it? Find it in time. Yeah, way to go, Harrison. Sorry, uh, Phil hides it on purpose. Well, it's funny is jo- Jonathan and I had a meeting scheduled yesterday to clean up like the button bar and organize it and stuff. And I purposely moved that meeting so that you wouldn't be able to find this yep. in time. Write this That's down. So if you're new to the segment, welcome. We are Mackie and Jeb with Rami. We got Jonathan here. We got Manny Hill. And uh, we take listener predictions as well. So anytime throughout the week, if you have a prediction about anything and everything, it could be about Minnesota sports. It could be about Game of Thrones. We really don't care. As long as it's quantifiable, tweet us. Write that down, and then your prediction. That's either uh, at Phil Mackey, at Rami is tweeting, at Jay Zolgad, or at Score North on Twitter, and we will keep track of your predictions. And uh, unlike most shows around the country, maybe all shows, we hold each other accountable. We are our own version of freezing cold takes. We don't just make predictions and have them float out into the ether. Write it down. You like writing things down. No, we uh, we call each other out for our strikeouts and pop-ups. So let's start with the accountability session, gentlemen. And I think... After we go through this, we might have to have a come to Jesus meeting about how terrible we've been through the first four months of the season. I feel like why now? I feel like uh, keep it going, man. This is it's a little bit too embarrassing. I was off to a really hot start, and then I feel like the league adjusted to me. Yeah, they found the hole in my swing. Well, they uh, they definitely found some holes in your swing this week, Ronnie. Yes, because you predicted Byron Buxton would hit a home run against the Baltimore Orioles last week. Mm. Everybody else did, but no. Buxton. Yeah, they literally hit all of the home runs except <laughs> right. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> you also said the Vikings would make a trade on draft day. And because you said draft day, that's day we, one. We have to go yeah, with day one on that. <laughs> yep. Let's see here. Manny said the city of Toronto will have NHL and NBA teams in the finals. 
Thanks, Maple Leafs. Round one and done for the Leafs. And you said the Thunder, speaking of round one and done, will beat the Blazers in the first round. Not only would they beat them, but it would only take them six games. Russell Westbrook was terrible in that series. You know what? Good. (laughs) Good. Karma. What, for his shirts or what? No, or for, for, his, for, being, for being a jerk. Yeah. I'm, you know what? Be a jerk. That's fine. But when, when it bites you square in the ass, don't compl- come back and complain to me. Uh, Jonathan, you said Kyler Murray would go to Arizona number one in the NFL draft. And as part of a parlay that the Jaguars would trade for Josh Rosen. It sounds like the Dolphins are the team that's going to trade for Josh Rosen. We don't know. He hasn't been traded yet. This that, is true. That hasn't come off the but board they, yet. But the Jaguars landed. Who I they, don't know. They it's got Nick still Nick Foles, right? Until he's traded. No, no it's not going to come. Until he's no, traded. No, Phil's right. We'll put it back on if he's... I mean, do you really want to stand in the box knowing that yeah. you're down 0-2 and got a guy throwing 105? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> and you're a pitcher. Bring it on. And you're a pitcher, Jonathan. Like, Bring we it got on. no shot. <laughs> Jonathan wants all the smoke. All the smoke. If this, okay, now if this happens, that's a home run. Because it was already a home oh, run. It, but. It's a home run for sure because it's not going to happen. All right. Well, it's like... Just wait. Most parlays are home runs just be, yeah. based on like the okay. percentage of it happening. So if it does happen, it'll be a home run for you. You said Kyle Rudolph would be traded or cut before the draft. Didn't happen. Mm. Listeners said, let's see here, Lubomir said the Spurs would win their first-round series in six games. I believe uh, Denver's up 3-2, right? So mathematically impossible. Game seven's tomorrow, I believe. Oh, so okay, game seven tomorrow. Uh, And Frank M., this this might be the most aggressive, incorrect (laughs) prediction I've ever seen. Frank M. said the Vikings would trade Kirk Cousins and draft Kyler Murray in the first round. Wow. He's got a no-trade clause. Right. There's a lot of things about that. I quote-tweeted that with just laughing emojis. (laughs) Just like six laughing emojis. So did Kirk Cousins. (laughs) And Sean said the Wolves would have a better record than the Lakers this year. Lakers got him by one game. But that's fine. That's what we want. We want the Wolves to have a better chance at winning the lottery. It's better for their lottery odds. I said the Vikings would draft Jonah Williams. Judd said the Vikings would trade up in the first round. However, we do have one correct prediction among all of us this week, and it was Judd. Judd said this a long time ago when there was still doubt over Kyler Murray and whether he'd even enter the NFL draft. And you said Kyler Murray would be drafted and on an NFL roster sometime this season. Well... Congratulations. Uh, it's a single just because, like, Kyler Murray was amazing. And the, the question was, will he enter the draft at the time? Okay. He did. So. That's, that's fine. You so know what? I'll take whatever I can get right now. So it's a the, tough time. And you're still the batting average leader right now at 314. Take that. Slugging 490. Mm-hmm. Coming in second. Uh, I'm in second with a 281 what? batting average. What? It tumbled this far down? You're slightly below me at 278. 278? And you were leading the league yeah, I was at three like weeks ago? 500 at one point. Yeah. Good Lord, am I slumping. Uh, I'm slugging 688. Rami slugging 444. Everybody else, well, listeners are batting 261. Fairly respectable. Slugging 520. Mm-hmm. Uh, guests are batting 167. Manny 130. And Jonathan... 115 on the season. You guys have some work to do. So let's start with Judd. We'll go around the room. Three predictions each. Judd, Jonathan, Manny, Rami, and Mackie, myself. My first write that down for this Friday is, uh, despite the fact that a trade has not been made yet, Josh Rosen is going to be traded somewhere. It might be the Dolphins, it looks like. But you can write this down. 
Josh Rosen will throw more touchdown passes than Kyler Murray this coming season. Ooh, wow. Wherever Josh Rosen okay. lands, he's going to start. He's going to start, and he's going to throw more touchdown passes than Kyler Murray, who is joining a dumpster fire. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> Love the swing. So we finally got what we all wanted. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is in the majors. Write this down, boys. He will hit a home run this weekend. All right. I think that's a double, honestly. Okay. Like that dude rakes. I was watching his batting practice during a couple breaks ago, and good lord, I was going to say that might be a single, but I'll give him a double if you want to. I mean, that guy. I mean, he's very well could. And think about all the work he must have done in the last couple weeks to make himself a major leaguer mm-hmm. after starting yeah. the season in the minor leagues he was, like that. He was not ready when the season started. Yeah, at all. I heard his secondary lead off second base yeah. was atrocious. It's like Chris Bryant a couple no, of years know, ago. Chris Bryant, he didn't. Dis- how did he get to the majors that quick? You know what I heard uh, was Vlad's problem was uh, the exchange from the glove to his hand when yeah. he makes a throw just a, just a touch too slow. You got to be quick. Just a touch too slow, and they worked on that, and now he's ready. Yeah. Sometimes when he would slide back to first base after a pickoff move, mm-hmm. he would slide on the inner half of the base a little oh, bit too close to the pitcher. Oh, you gotta, come on, you got to slide outer half. That's bushly because otherwise it's it's it's. It's too quick for the first baseman right. to get his glove down and tag you. That's going to cost Unacceptable. you. That He's might cost you that. an out in a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe not. We don't, probably not. <laughs> All right, who are we on? Manny? Manny. Yep. Right, over to Manny. Garrett Bradbury will make the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Whoa. Write that down. Gotta, I might have to change one of them. I went with a similar prediction, but I not quite as aggressive. I had a similar prediction as well. Was it that aggressive? Write it Not down. Quite, you like no. writing things down? I'll just get it out of the way. I was going to say his first two years. I, in his first two years, Garrett Bradbury will make the Pro Bowl. That's literally the exact prediction that I... Are you going to stick with it? I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Write it down. You like writing I don't mind being down. a little write less bold down. than Manny. I need I need to get that batting average up, man. Yeah, and in, two year, in two years, you're going to be making hay. <laughs> taking that bat. Taking that bat. I'm telling you. Come February 2020, you're going to be kicking my butt. Okay, so you so Manny has Garrett Bradbury in a Pro Bowl in as his first year. Yep, Rami's got him in a Pro Bowl in the first two years. I'm going to put him in a bowl in the first two years too. All right, write this down. The Super Bowl. Oh, oh boy. Oh, Garrett Bradbury will play in a Super oh. Bowl in his first two years as a Viking. Oh, that just... I'm going to leave it open, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case. So next year when Garrett Bradbury gets traded, you're going to be all... You're still going to be in the mix. Yeah, when the, when the Rams go back to the Super Bowl and Garrett Bradbury is their starting center. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Oh. The, the theme of the past, what, month now? Three weeks? I will continue with. By telling you that Byron Buxton will not homer this week in the target field. <laughs> Just going for a little bunt single here. Byron Buxton, since will we seem not homer. since we seem to right. have a weekly he will or won't, I'm gonna go with the weekend not homer for Byron Buxton at Target Field. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> it seems to be the trendy thing to do. All the kids are doing it, so I might as well. <laughs> All right, back to back to Jonathan. All right, so they went offense in the first round. That can't happen under Zim as the head coach. The Vikings will take a defensive player in the second round. Right. Write that down. All right. Sounds good. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. The Toronto Raptors will beat the Philadelphia 76ers in this coming second round of the NBA playoffs in six games. Wow. Give that to me again. The uh, Raptors will beat the Sixers in six games. Okay. And Jimmy Butler's reaction will be loser, 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 winner. He'll blame everybody 
except himself. Of course. But that's not part of my prediction. Okay. <laughs> write this down. It's verbally binding. Way to be careful, Manny. Yeah. Way to be careful. That's write smart it down. Move. You like writing things down. You never know with these guys. <laughs> would have been a heck of a parlay. I'm going to double down on Jonathan's first write that down prediction. Vlad Guerrero Jr. hits two home runs in his first weekend <laughs> wow. in the major leagues. Now that's more than a double, right? Yes. That, that would be a home run. Okay. Thank you. So two home runs or more or exactly two home runs? Two or more. Okay, because if he hits three, then you don't get the point. That's that's what's called the Judd box. Yep. Where Judd will make, where Judd will <laughs> say, exact. like, Adrian Peterson will score two touchdowns, and then he'll get three touchdowns. Get three, like, sorry. Right. No, he will get at least. I feel like I've worked through that. At least two home runs. <laughs> that phase of my life is <laughs> this over. weekend for the Blue Jays. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. All right. Um, Byron Buxton. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with sort of a hybrid home run prediction for Byron Buxton this weekend. Byron Buxton will hit for a cycle but but not in a game this weekend. He will hit for the cycle in the series. Hmm. So he will hit, home, he will hit his first home run, run. Yeah. but he'll also have a triple, a double, and a single. If he does that for you, after Jonathan and I both predicted home runs for him, just a home run the last two weeks. I'm officially on the trade Byron Buxton band. I'm with you. Yep. That'll be my next hashtag. <laughs> I'm glad for you guys. <laughs> trade Buxton. By the way, I just started a new hashtag. It's a free La Tortuga. <laughs> Ooh, that sets me up very nicely for my last. Can you add my hashtag, which is just all caps? Show me the <laughs> analytics. <laughs> Show me the analytics. Write it down. You like writing things down? Write this down. All right, back to Judd. All right, my final write that down, which does involve Williams Astadia. La Tortuga will hit a pinch home run tonight for the Twins. Wow. He's going to come off the bench. The analytics say that he is uh, a fantastic in late game situations against the Orioles on slightly chilly nights in late <laughs> April because he's got the extra La Tortuga padding and he's going to home run, hit the home run. But if he has, you're, you're saying that it gets chillier later in the night and that's why they're going to wait to bring him in. I don't know. They've got some. They've got something that tells them that La Tortuga should come off the bench on his night at Target Field when it's slightly chilly out. You think they he, have? They have analytics. They have weather on, analytics. On when, oh, no question. On when Williams Astadio extra Listen, cushioning will help. Don't him ask in the me. Cold to, I, I can't elaborate too much because I know a lot. <laughs> I know a lot, but I'm just telling you. Write this down. He's going to hit a pinch home run tonight okay. and thrill the crowd. All right. Oh, is that wait? Is that last part verbally binding? Because if the crowd doesn't cheer, then you lose the point. <laughs> oh no! I'll go with the parlay. The crowd's going to cheer. All two thousand left are going to cheer at that point. Write this down. All right, Jonathan Harrison. All right, so mine's outside of sports. We found out yesterday. Rami and I are huge Avengers fans. We're excited for the movie Dude, this My weekend. last prediction is Avengers. What is are you going to do? Yes. No, no, no. Mine's not a spoiler-ish one. It's on the money they'll make. That's what oh, mine okay. was. Yes. <laughs> nice. uh-huh. All right. So Avengers Endgame will, by Monday, have raked in domestically over $275 million. The record is currently held by last year's Avengers Infinity War, which brought in $258 million. So this is this an opening weekend yes. situation? So opening yeah. weekend, domestic gross. And- Two seventy-five million. Okay. By the way, Lashawn McCoy tweeted out yeah. spoilers, and people are killing him today. Good. Without giving the spoiler, how aggressive were the spoilers? I didn't, see it. I didn't, see, I didn't it. see it. I won't look at it. Twitter should should kick him off off the platform altogether. I uh, I'm going to the movie tomorrow morning. I am not looking at anything. Of all the things that haven't gotten people kicked off Twitter the last couple of years, wouldn't that be hilarious? If this like is, Twitter said, "You know what? This is too far. This is more heinous than any of them. <laughs> Avengers yep. spoilers. This is absolutely more yep. heinous yep. than any of them." All right, let's go back to this down. Manny Hill over there. <laughs> the San Jose Sharks will go to the Stanley Cup Finals, 2019. All right. The Sharks will go to the Cup Finals, and that'll be a, a dull Finals from a national perspective. If that, what's the most? 
appealing, sexy finals on the table right now, Judd? Oh, out, out of the Western Conference, San Jose is probably the last team I want to see. I'd love to see Colorado go because Colorado is super fast and has a superstar player in Nathan McKinnon. And Island, Boston, I Boston Islanders. It, it, the Western team to me is, is the absolute key. San Jose sort of old and sort of slow. I and Colorado is so much fun. But yeah, if Colorado played Boston, it'd be great. Write this down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. My turn then. Yep. Actually, um, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna parlay what Jonathan said wow. and add on to it. You're gonna one up them. That they will break the international box office record for an opening weekend. Domestic and international box office record for Avengers Endgame this weekend. So, are we talking adjusted for inflation or just total dollars? Total dollars. Okay. Yes. So, you're saying this will be the most successful movie of all time. Yes. Opening weekend. Yes. I think the record is something like 800, which was held which is held by Infinity War. And do you guys know what that... Oh, and okay. Yeah. So... You know what? It's going to break its own record. Write it down. You like writing things down. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know which one. Right we'll get it wrong next Good week. Good for Mackie. Good for it you. Felt, it, it got in $60 million last night alone, so good luck with that. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Well, okay. wait, $60 million last night? On, that's a Just Thursday. Just domestically. Yeah, but, the, but hey. It premiered at midnight. Thursday, night. but, yeah. but rounds party. rounds two and three of the draft have a lot of intrigue tonight. People might stay home. Got over three hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. So good luck with that. Nuggets and Spurs game seven. People might stay home in no. San Antonio. Because comic book nerds, <laughs> huge draft guys, big draft guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami. That was write that down every single Friday at five o'clock on the show. Hey Minnesota sports fans, Phil Mackie here, introducing you to the all new Score North on fifteen hundred. Well, you'll find Purple Daily at noon, Matthew Collar two to four, and Mackie and Jeb with Rami from four to six. Over at ScoreNorth.com. That's S K O R. In addition to great written content, you'll find some of the most entertaining local. Minnesota Sports Podcast, Purple Podcast, Raised by Wolves, Myron Medcalf on Hoops, Touch Em All, Royce Unchained, and plenty more. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Score North. Minnesota Sports, anytime, anywhere. All right, thank you, Jonathan Harrison. We'll get back to some Vikings-related fodder here in a second, but we were all kind of talking off the air and swapping some emails today about this Tyreek Hill news that came out. You want to talk about burying an important headline during the middle of the NFL drafts first round and transcripts were released through a TV station in Kansas City, I believe, mm-hmm. with well, it's transcripts and it was actual audio, yep. allegedly of Tyree Kill and his fiance discussing their son's broken arm, in which Tyree Kill uh, essentially, well, the 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 son, according to the fiance in the video, said, "Daddy did it," and so she confronts Tyree Kill and mentions how. Every time you get mad at him, you punch his chest and details out a lot of uh, child abuse behaviors. And at one point, Tyreek Hill, who denies, 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 comes back with some pretty vulgar, terrible things uh, like, quote, you need to be terrified of me too, bleep. And just, just an interaction that if it's true, it's extremely incriminating of Tyree Kill. And I guess here's what I want to bring up to you guys, right? We have a situation here where we've got a child abuser on our hands, unless there's some conspiracy and it doesn't look like there is. We've got a child abuser on our hands and a Mm -hmm. guy who has exhibited terrible behavior, no accountability, and uh, it clearly treats his fiance or ex-fiance, I don't know if they're still together, terribly, all right? 
And so the pressure is on the Kansas City Chiefs to cut this guy, just like they did with Kareem Hunt, just like the Ravens did with Ray Rice, and just like other teams have had to do in the last five or six years or so. My question is, if this dude who's 24 years old and one of the five or six best weapons in the NFL, right? I mean, if you made a list of just most explosive offensive weapons, and if you put the age next to it and said most valuable offensive weapons, this dude's on a list of five or ten, Tyree Kill. If the Chiefs cut him, because that's what you're supposed to do and that's the right thing to do and you should you should punish terrible behavior like this. If another team is just allowed to sign him, like Kareem Hunt signed with the Browns, right? What's the point of the whole exercise? If if like if I'm the Chiefs, I'm sitting here saying, "All right, our two best skill position players are terrible human beings and we were put in a position that we had to cut both those guys." Which I think on the surface like like if we just stop the argument right there, that seems like the right thing to do. You punish a guy or what whatever that looks like. But if another team can sign that player and then write out whatever suspension there is. Who was Does the, that teach him anything? Who was the linebacker with the 49ers who had some domestic abuse allegations against him and then so they cut him. Washington. He went to the Redskins and then all charges were dropped and it doesn't look like he's going to have to serve any suspension whatsoever. I mean, yeah. And I'm not saying he didn't do anything Ruben wrong. Foster. Ruben Foster, that's who it was. Okay. I'm not saying he didn't do anything wrong because there's a there's a lot of evidence to indicate that he coerced, not in a violent way, but coerced the woman who is accusing him of this to not testify, not show up in court. And that's why the charges were dropped and the NFL can't corroborate her, her testimony without her, for her without her actually testifying in court. So, like I said, it looks like there's no penalty for Reuben Foster and the Redskins. So the 49ers did what they thought was the right thing. And I know there's a lot more going on here than football, and I'd like to talk about that, too, at some point in this conversation, if we could. But you brought up the football aspect of it. From a football standpoint, the 49ers kind of got screwed there, did they not? For doing what they thought yes. was the right thing and what everybody at the time thought was the right thing. But the Chiefs got screwed by cutting Kareem Hunt because right. he came back five minutes later anyway. So yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't the point, NFL be the entity that comes in and says, you know what, Chiefs, we're not, you don't have to be put in this position. He's out for the year. And then yeah. he can, and when he comes back, it'll be with you or nobody. Or indefinitely. Can we yeah. can, can we expand this, though? Because I feel like this all comes back to a jumping-off point, uh, point of the Ray Rice discussion, okay? And listen, I like football. I watch it a lot. I'll continue to do so. But the deal with the devil that we all make is this one. Tyree Kill, in December of 2014, was kicked off the Oklahoma State football team after punching and choking his pregnant girlfriend, okay? Like this guy, and this guy was a first-round talent. No question about it. This is a dynamic football player. And he dropped to the fifth round. And now he's done it again. Or Kareem Hunt now with, with what he's done. And Ray, Ray Rice wasn't given another chance because he was just old yeah. and not that good. But the deal with the devil that we all make, and this includes people that work in the league, this includes players, this includes fans, all of us, because we're all culpable and guilty, is, you know what? Tyreek Hill's going to be punished. And short of being put in jail for a long time, that punishment's going to end. And then this extraordinary talent is going to be free to sign somewhere. And somebody's going to say, we can't turn this guy down. Yeah. Which, 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 by the way, I'm saying that as an indictment of the process... Not a great thing. But 
where does that end? I mean, Phil, to take your question and build on that, where does this end? Because somebody is always saying, somebody's always saying, and this is what the Chiefs did. They took this guy in the fifth round and they held their breath and said, hopefully to God, it doesn't happen again. And now it has, and they're likely going to let him go. But you got to think that if he's, let's say he is put in jail for, I don't know, six months or something like that, and and then is on probation, but eventually is freed up after an eight, let's say, game suspension to play again. Someone's going to say he's still a young kid. And essentially, the message is going to be, we're going to hold our breath, hope it doesn't happen again, and we're going to give him another chance, not because of the person, but because of the talent, and what, and one last thing on this, and I want to hear your, I want to hear your non-football side of this too, Rami. Mm-hmm. But if if we zoom this out, and if the if the process is player or or bad apple does a terrible thing, and now you have to decide what to do with said player or bad apple, and as you go down that path, if part of that path is he gets a second chance to play football. Okay, he gets whatever punishment comes to him, whether it's jail time or suspension, and then he gets another chance to play football. Why does that second chance to play football always have to be with another team? Like why why would the Chiefs right. why would the Chiefs be the team that loses in this? If he's going to come back and play football, shouldn't it be with the Chiefs? I know that I'm well, focusing on the football aspect of this, but I just I like one? this is where the NFL is culpable. The NFL needs a better way to punish these players. Can I throw one one curveball to, to, to that question? Mm-hmm. Does he really deserve a third chance at all? That's and that's that's where I wanted to go with the non-football side of things. This the second chance that he got, Judd, totally undeserved. Because I'm I'm a believer in second chances, big believer in second chances. When you earn it, when you earn that second chance, I'm all for it. There are very few things a person can do. Where I'll go, just lock him up or do worse with him. He'll never be any good to society. I I believe that in, and this goes beyond sports. This goes beyond suspending him or whatever the case might be. We're so infatuated when it comes to punishment in getting our pound of flesh instead of thinking what's really what's really best for everybody involved. And when a guy earns his second chance, if Tariq Hill earns the second chance by by doing by taking the steps and taking him seriously to rehabilitate himself and make him a better person and I know people are listening to me right now and going who cares if he rehabilitates himself lock him up blah 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 I don't care if he if he dies tomorrow I'm sure there are people who are saying I don't Tyreek Hill could die tomorrow and I'd be okay with it I'm not saying this for Tyreek Hill per se he's at the bottom of my totem pole of people who I'm worried about in situations like Tyreek Hill is in right now Think about the ripple effect of the two ways that this could go. You don't rehabilitate Tyreek Hill, right? The NFL writes him off. He goes to jail for six months. He gets out. He's still that kid's father. He's probably going to hit him again. Mm -hmm. If there's some sort of restraining order against him hitting that kid again, he'll go have another kid and beat that kid. And those kids that he beats, guess what? They go on to beat their kids. It's a never-ending chain. I'm telling you right now, I can all but guarantee you Tyreek Hill had some horrendous things done to him in his childhood. Can all but guarantee it. That's what leads to stuff like this. So that's the one way you could go, right? And now the world has not only Tariq Hill, still a woman and child beater, but he's creating more women and child beaters through this chain. Let's, t- let's think about the other ripple effect, the other way that you could go. You rehabilitate a guy like Tariq Hill. Now all of a sudden... 
He's a positive influence in that kid's life. He can actually be a decent father and be a decent human being by working through the issues and taking them seriously of what it takes to be a better human being and rehabilitate himself and actually be a father to that kid. And beyond that, a guy who has a platform like Tariq Hill, one thing I respect the hell out of Ray Rice for, he did the work after that whole thing to rehabilitate himself. At least all indications to us on the outside are that he did. His wife says he did. He's a model husband now. And beyond that, and this is the effect that a guy with that type of platform and stage can do, go out and stop this stuff before it ever even happens to other kids who are at risk. Go out and be an advocate against child and domestic abuse. And now the ripple effect on on the side of rehabilitating is so big and so positive that forget about Tariq Hill for a second. Think about the effects that it has around his immediate circle and far, far beyond that. I don't want Tariq Hill to get a second chance if he earns it for Tariq Hill per se. I want it because it's better for everybody. If only there was some large entity with resources and finances to help facilitate the rehabilitation of some of these players. I just if so, only there was some like maybe yeah, the I National Football of, League I can't with think a twelve billion dollar chunk of pie coming in every year. But you know what? Ray Rice didn't get that chance and, and became if what you're saying is absolutely true behind the scenes, a better person. So I guess what I'm coming back to is because these guys are getting these guys are getting second and third chances because of talent and age. But are we talking about the fact that football should be taken out? That that we should that Tyree Kill should never have to worry about because the one thing about second chances that frustrates me is you don't you get a second chance in life, you get out of jail, for instance, right? And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't get a job. But there's no God-given right then to go work in the National Football League and make millions of, no, of dollars. So what I'm what I'm saying, Judd, is him if if he does the work that I'm talking about, comes back to the NFL, that kid's life is gonna be better because of the money that Tariq Hill makes from playing in the NFL. But and is the NFL but is the but what I'm saying is is playing football part of the culprit here too. It's an ultra aggressive lifestyle. It's outside the box. It's not normal. So are so it is Ray Rice as a human being in some ways fortunate that he didn't get a job because then he, he could put his focus on being a better person. And I can tell you right now, and we've seen this, professional sports don't lead to you being a great person necessarily. It's a very uh, weird lifestyle. I can't blame I can't blame an external mechanism for how a how a person behaves. But I'm just I, I'm just saying if you're going to turn this person around and make them a good person, because that's tough to do. A lot of people don't change, and asking a person to change who's had a tough life is difficult. So now if you add the pressure in on Sundays, you've got this job where you're playing in front of. So I'm just throwing out the question of how do we get these people to a point where where we're not worried about football, we're not worried about their abilities on a field, we're we're concerned about them and their families and actually getting their life on the right track. I mean, I could make... Sort of the other argument that is, if 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 one of the arguments is football is aggressive, it's a it's a different lifestyle, and maybe it leads to behavioral issues, especially if you're coming up through this football pipeline. I could make the other argument for a Tyree Killer, whoever it may be, that it's your sense of purpose, and it's and it's obviously your uh, your path to financial independence as well. And if you feel a sense of purpose. And if you have financial independence, that those two factors would lead to you being a better human being in theory, not always, but those mm-hmm. could be two contributing factors to you being a better human being and a better person. 
So we've gone down a, like, this is a, I love this. This is a really deep path, but ultimately it feels like all these questions could be answered and all of these things could maybe even be facilitated by the NFL, but the NFL, the NFL (laughs) is so reactionary and the NFL has very little desire. I mean, think about this. It took a group of former players on the verge of death and being crippled from the seventies and the early eighties, the sixties, seventies and eighties to sue the pants off the NFL just to get benefits and be able to go to doctor's visits, right? I mean, the NFL sitting on a, what is it now? Is it $12 billion chunk of pie? And they sort of look and they, you know, like for the for the Chiefs to have to be the team that makes the hard decision here and for their PR people to have to figure out what kind of press release to write in the NFL to not have something in place concrete that can help players who come from, whether it's bad backgrounds or have developed these bad behaviors. I mean, it's not like, it's not a shock that there are, People like this in the NFL, and yet it just seems like such a case-by-case cluster bleep every single time something like this pops up. And then when you get a video, or in this case, an audio tape recording, and people actually see or hear how horrendous these acts are, the NFL reacts to to public reaction more than they do to the actual act itself that these guys are committing. And that's they do it time and time again, and that's what irritates me more than anything about the NFL and the way that they handle the punishment in these types of situations. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North. The NFL Draft's second and third rounds can be heard right here tonight, either live on AM 1500 or the live stream on the Score North mobile app or live.scorenorth.com. So hang with us here. We're going to wrap with Royce when we come back. Let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota for just a brief moment. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. We've been talking all month about one of the most popular and durable vehicles in the world right now. It is the RAV4, the 2019 RAV4. It's a great combination. It's an SUV, but it, it's it's a great combination of spaciousness and handling. It, it it definitely feels and drives a lot like a Camry or a Corolla, in my opinion. It's It's got that sort of that tight handling uh, that you would get in a smaller vehicle, but the spaciousness, if you got, you know, if you're a hockey parent or whatever it is, you got to throw bags in the back. Uh, you get the spaciousness of an SUV two ninety nine a month right now with $1,500 down. That's two ninety nine a month on a lease, just $1,500 down. You're hard pressed to find a better deal on a 2019 RAV4 than that corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale, Toyota.com. Thank you, sir. TCL Broadcast Studios. Time to uh, wrap with Patrick Royce. Have you seen the lineup card for this evening's game, Patrick? I'm here. Oh, to this evening's game. What's yeah. the out? What's the outrage like about the absence on La Tortuga night of Williams Astadio? I think the media is much calmer about it than the uh, Twitter's Twitter fears. Not all of us. Not, not me. <laughs> not all of us, Pat. Okay, go ahead, guys. All right, clear the deck for a second, Pat. So you know me. I'm an. <laughs> I'm an analytics guy. <laughs> I love this front office. I think I think this organization is uh, doing a lot of great things. However, what sort of statistical trend or analytics are telling you that Williams Astadio, who's hitting 300 and has one strikeout all year and four strikeouts in his major league career against Alex Bleeping Cobb, that that is somehow like a strategic disadvantage to put La Tortuga in the lineup tonight on his night. I don't understand. It. You're right. You're you're uh, 
you're thinking that uh, these guys, uh, that uh, Rocco and the fellas, really care about anything like this? No, I know, is, I know uh, they don't care, I mean, but it's they, they, yeah, what, I mean, they, I, I don't know. We were, uh, I don't, I don't, I, th- I guess somebody did ask Rocco about that finally, and he kind of shrugged it off. And uh, we we talked to Astudio too through uh, the interpreter, and he was. Uh, you know, he was uh, proud that the Twins had decided to honor him and didn't really give a dang. So don't worry. If one of our outfielders has to get uh, taken out of the game, he's now the uh, fourth outfielder, so he might end up uh, in the, in, in the ballgame tonight. I don't know. I guess I'm, I guess I'm uh, too old to be emotional about this kind of stuff. I, <laughs> it's not like they had the ceremony at uh, the Metrodome for Doug McCavage Anyone who got in with a name longer than anyone could get in for free who had a name longer than twelve letters or twelve letters or more, and and uh, TK didn't have McKevich in the lineup that night. That might have been just because uh, TK thought it was stupid. But uh, this is uh, this is based on something. I I don't know. I'm not. I, I wasn't really. Uh, I, I didn't realize until I heard uh, some of the, uh, the other guys like. Uh, the uh, dough from uh, MLB.com, some of the uh, the uh, texts and tweets those guys were getting, I guess, were uh, very outraged. I haven't checked my Twitter file to see if anybody has rather commented to me on this. I, I don't, uh, I, I guess I'm not involved in the, uh, in the outrage here. So you did there. Well, you don't care. Maybe you just weren't, didn't. Maybe you just weren't listening for it. But did, you didn't get an explanation about why. Like, if there's a matchup that's not good for Williams Estadio or really good for somebody else, as to why why they made this decision. Uh, well, he was just making out a lineup. I don't think it was one. I don't think it was a consideration at all. I, I don't think that, uh, that 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 figured in their thinking at all, and and I assumed that that was it. I I, I didn't, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really. Nobody really demanded an explanation of why uh, Tortuga was not playing on Tortuga night. I guess uh, it's not. It's a travesty. Yeah, for you, fellas. It's not like there's. Thirty-eight thousand people here tonight chanting his name. Let me tell you, Rami's coming, <laughs> so he just ticked there's off. There's going to be eleven. There's going to be eleven thousand five hundred here, and eighty-five hundred of them aren't going to know it's Tortuga night. So I, I, I don't mm. think this is a uh, is a uh, is a dramatic of a situation as uh, you guys might think. So anyway. Garrett, uh, he'll, uh, sorry, Pat. What? It, it, it's a, at least he didn't get sent back to the minors, which was a distinct possibility. I thought on Wednesday, uh, rather than send back their only fourth outfielder. I can't remember when they never had a fourth outfielder. Uh, I mean, they've had very bad fourth outfielders, but I can't remember when they haven't had four guys on the roster whose primary position was outfield. Garrett, and, uh, Garrett Bradbury, sir. Going to play center. In, in fact, I, I saw this and I did not realize. I believe he becomes the first ever center to be drafted in the first round by the Vikings ever. Uh, uh, well, what I thought we loved Elfline, and he was this genius of calling out uh, 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 blocking. And what happened there? I know he didn't have a real good year last year, but the, we were making the excuse that he was hurt. I think they're so going to. Does he become a guard? Now? Yeah, he he'll be the left guard by Riley Reef, who's left tackle. Yes, he'll be the okay. left guard. All right, okay, but I didn't. Uh, you know, I, I I thought when they drafted this guy that this guy might be moving, but 
Uh, we fooled them again, I guess. We got uh, a wonderful guy. I, I was very nervous because I thought this was a guy who was from Duke. Then I found out he was from NC State, so uh, that's uh, that's fine with me. By the way, is there a dumber human being in the sports world than, than uh, this New York Giants general manager, this gentleman? What a moron. How can, why didn't he wait till the second round to take that guy? Well, he could have just wait, waited until the 17th pick, if nothing else. He took him with the sixth. A, no, I know. Nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him. He's, yeah, a, he's from Duke. It's, yeah, I know he's from Duke. Uh, but he's the, the, there's all kinds of scout guys out there who don't think he's ever got a chance to play. It's, uh, it's just idiotic why you would use your sixth pick to take a guy that was going to be there later in the first round and, and – when you when you look at the way the quarterbacks went, yes, I mean the guy from Missouri didn't get picked in the first round, and he's better than this clown. What the hell is wrong with that did, guy? Did you see Gettleman's explanation? Uh, no, he, he said he said he went down to the Senior Bowl and watched him play three series and knew he was an NFL quarterback. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's yeah. He's uh, well, it's it's uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, he's just a, this guy's. So they end up basically get this guy for uh, Beckham, right? From Odell, is it? Yeah, it's part of the get, yes, right. Yes. That was the six. That's where the six pick was, right? Cleveland, yeah, yeah. What a what a moron this guy is! I think I'd rather just this have Odell the, back. This actually. might be the greatest draft choice since the Vikings used their Randy Moss choice to take Troy Williams in seven overall. <laughs> This, I, I can tell you this guy's going to be a bust right now. I don't know that much about football. This guy can't play. Uh, there's just enough people out there saying it. It's, it's just completely stupid how these guys outthink themselves. Well, how about those two clowns in uh, Oakland? <laughs> that that's going to be that's going to be the mess of all time. Those two morons. Uh, <laughs> You know, well, by the way, two of the two they, of the great TV analysts, by the way, yeah. and uh, can't. I know you don't like Mike uh, Mayock, but oh God, shut up! <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to analyze the guys. That's why he's scratching his butt. You know, I mean, God, oh, my, Mayock, I, Mayock, I hated him. I didn't like Gruden either because he kissed up to everybody. That yeah. was, uh, you know, it just became a faunathon with him. But uh, he was better than Mayock. And, but boy, how about they fire all their scouts? Now we now know how they fire. They fired all their scouts because they told them. So you're gonna let's see. We're gonna use our fourth pick to take Clemson's third best defensive lineman. Let's do that. Okay, that sounds smart. <laughs> wow. Hey, back to the Giants for a second. Does anyone feel at all bad, Pat, for Pat Shermer, who we don't even know, like his two head yes. co- his two head coaching jobs, he's had zero chance, but he had to take both, right? Yes, just had no yes. chance. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was working for the moron in the Cleveland, uh, the moron owner, and now he's working for the moron general manager. And he's got to smile and act like he agrees with this. Get me a player. There's so many. There were 50 great players left, and they take a quarterback who they could have gotten today. It's incredible. It's uh, it's so how they all how think how they hire this guy. By the way, he was what the number two guy in Charlotte or something. Gentlemen, no, he he'd been GM there. He had been the GM in, fired or in Charlotte. Or? I think yeah, yeah. He was the GM twice there. Yeah, so. he got he got fired, and then I think 
I think their GM had some health problems or maybe even died. I don't want to say that. I think Gettleman used to be okay. Then, so then they brought Gettleman back in as the interim. Brain problem. Has this guy had a concussion since he was in Charlotte for something? I think maybe he, he's got some brain problems. Yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah. Well, and the sad thing is the Giants used to be a pretty doggone well-run franchise. Like the Jets were the dysfunctional one, and now the Giants are a mess. So, Oh, no kidding. They were they were used to be great, man. One of the greatest days of my life. Forty-one donut. Watching <laughs> such a troll. Watching Denny watching <laughs> Denny walk off the field after that one's hard to replace. My career highlights. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Gettleman said too, Pat, that this quarterback's going to sit on the bench for three years. Are they? How long do they think Eli Manning can play the game? He brought up the Brett Favre uh, Aaron Rodgers comparison. Oh. oh. Oh, can you imagine what they're doing to him in New York? Man, why the tabloids are having fun, aren't they? Oh, yeah, the, the post was great today. Yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the the best tweet is that uh, he looks he looks like the actor who plays Eli Manning in a movie about Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the post the post he- headline was Big Blues Clueless. <laughs> Way to go. I love it. Uh, well, it's, it's you just, I mean, what I, I, yeah, I don't know. Hey, how about, uh, how about the, uh, all these hundreds of thousands of people in Nashville and they, they ended up drafting a criminal and they still like it. So that's fine. <laughs> they're still all happy. Well, they're the only the NFL. Yeah. The NFL, uh, the, the, the yeah, NFL, doesn't matter. The, the NFL rolls forward regardless. It doesn't matter. And, no, these guys got to trade. This is when you trade Trey Waynes now, right now, and to get greedy and get another, get a third round draft choice, right? Yeah, well, if you like, can do it, yeah, it'll it'll definitely happen. Get greedy right now. This is, the, yes. this is the time to move here a lot. You save all that cap money. You don't have to pay greedy for five years. And, okay, uh, and and uh, and get a third round draft choice. I wasn't sure if you were saying get greedy like Greedy Williams, no. or if you were just saying get, get greedy, greedy and get more <laughs> draft picks. I wasn't sure what no, you were no, saying. Greedy Williams. I mean, Greedy yeah. Williams, and then uh, get a, you know, who's a better player than, who's going to be a better player than Trey Waynes, and then get a third or fourth rounder to go with it. Well, Pat, the, uh, it, it, enjoy your La Tortuga sandwich tonight, and uh, <laughs> we'll see if our guy gets a pinch hit appearance in the eighth inning. All right, okay, uh, yeah. Keep your outrage going, though, fellas. We'll do. I'm bringing it to Target Field. I'm bringing my outrage to Target Field, Pat. I'll see you soon. I'm speaking common sense here. I'm calm about it. I think it's a great move. Comes off the bench. It's a home run. It's just weird. Do you think there was a phone call between Dave St. Peter and and Derek Falvey? I hope not. Listen, Derek, you know it's La Tortuga night, and Derek's like, cool. Yep. Save me a sandwich. That's great. Yep. Oh, he doesn't eat a La Tortuga sandwich. Oh, yeah. He's in too yeah, good he a shape. He's not Derek Falvey? He's not that fat. What are you saying about chiseled? me? What do you say? Well, I'm going to eat one. Well, yeah, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> NFL Draft rounds two and three coming up next on Score North. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on demand anywhere you find podcasts. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.